Welcome back to another episode of the Resort Ears Radio Podcast. In this edition, Greg and I will review all the latest Disney news and rumors, including new property for sale in Golden Oaks. Woohoo, moving on up. A new Disney mobile app and much, much more also. And later on, we'll preview this year's D23 Expo in Anaheim, California. Wage our, predict- our predictions, which are going to cause a wonderful catfight. And take your listener questions. Get your ears on the 17th edition of Resort Ears Radio. Starts now. Okay, let me be the first to say, how does something that's on a computer on an MP3 format yet again skip like it's a 1980 CD? <laughs> like a record. It goes, I don't know. Anyhow, all right. So welcome into Studio A and B. I am Greg. Well, he's Greg. I'm Mike. Sorry about that. Take two of this. For the people watching on Periscope, tell your friends to join. This should be fun. Greg will be live tweeting throughout the show, so hopefully we'll have a little more interaction on that part. Right, Greg? Sure. All right. And how are you doing, buddy? Uh, good, man. Good. I'm excited for another uh, another edition of the Resort Years Radio Podcast. It's been, uh, I feel like it's been forever since we've, we've, I say this every week, but I feel like it's been forever since we've been last on. So, and a ton of news uh, happening in uh, in Central Florida for us to report on uh, in, in the last couple of weeks. Some, some major, major stories, major rumors, and of course, D23 coming up this weekend, so... Excited to get uh, all of our listeners ready for for the big expo. If they can't be there in Anaheim, uh, we can sure talk about it here on the show. So, all right, where can they find us on Twitter, Facebook, and email? Twitter at Resort Ears, Facebook dot uh, slash Resort Ears, and you can always email us if you have any trip planning questions. If you're heading down to the world soon and uh, have questions you want us to throw by Mike and I, or or want our input or just ideas for the show. Shoot us an email, resortears at gmail.com. All right, perfect. Um, we apologize for not being on when we said we were going to be on next. I think that's kind of becoming our show thing. Everyone could expect us to be a little bit later in the night. We'll just say it's for our California members. And uh, a little bit late on the date just because, well, we have lives. Anyhow, um, <laughs> Greg, you went to a very cool place with uh, your daughter and your wife, and I would like you to talk a little bit about it, because we talked about it at uh, Sesame Place you went to, which is a SeaWorld-owned property, and um, it wasn't up to your expectations. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we went down to Sesame Place, which is in Langhorn, uh, Pennsylvania. About, Hi, Jenna. About, uh, three, <laughs> hey, about uh, three and a half hours uh, from us here in New England. Uh, where Mike and I are based out of, and uh, so not a bad drive for us. Went down. My daughter's almost two, so she loved you know Sesame Place. It was cool. We've seen the characters and the rides there, but uh, but overall, not very immersive theming. I thought uh, I thought the theming would be a lot better. Um, to be honest with you, I thought you know you'd walk in and it'd be like Mr. Hooper store and uh, you know Big Bird's Nest and all that kind of stuff. And it was it was like very much two D like plywood painted store facades and. Just kind of, kind of really cheesy stuff, which uh, I was honestly pretty surprised by. So, but it looks like since SeaWorld's taken over a, a few years ago, they've tried to put some money into it. They have, uh, they have a mobile app. They have a lot of amenities that you find at SeaWorld as far as like the the guest experience stuff goes. So, I, I think they're trying. It's, it's very much a regional park, though. You know, uh, my wife and I actually actually bought annual passes. And um, because it, it, if you go you go twice, it pretty much pays for itself. It's like 150 bucks, and I think one day is is 55 dollars. So 
it's totally not worth it. It's just, you know, so we bought the annual passes. They're good through next next year, actually. So we'll probably go down towards the holidays. They do a, um, uh, I think it's called like Very Furry Christmas or something like that. It's their holiday. So, furry Christmas? Yeah, what yeah. is this? A, an adult show <laughs> at Christmas time? <laughs> so they do something like that. So anyway, so overall, overall, would I recommend it? Yes. Would I go back? Absolutely. Um, you know, th- small things like, you know, had, having just gone to SeaWorld in Orlando and seeing how clean the park was, how, how kept it was, then going to Sesame Place, I think oh, our expectations were a little higher. My wife and I both thought, you know, the, the restrooms could be cleaner or that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, some of the restaurants were very, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's like dirty, it's too strong of a word, but it, they were just kind of messy. Burger Yeah, like... It was very much like buffeteria kind of style, and the food wasn't good, which is not out of the realm of SeaWorld either. It, we, we, you know, we and I had the conversation with uh, Ken Story a few weeks ago, and we brought up SeaWorld and, and you know, how bad the food is there, and um, which is unfortunate because you and I both love SeaWorld, and, and uh, you know we've said that many times. It's, the one, the one thing that they fail on, I think, is is when it comes to the food options. And Sesame Place was no different, no different at all. At all, they actually had character meals. They had a character dinner, a character breakfast. You could do, um, you know, an additional cost. Obviously, I think it was like twenty five bucks or something. And my wife and I were both like, let's not even, let's not even do it. And and we got, we were annual pass holders, so we would get a discount, like a pretty huge discount too. And we're like, no, let's not do it. It's not worth it. The food's gonna be terrible. Let's go to. You know, we'll go to Ruby Tuesdays because it'll be, you know, a little bit better than what we'll quality we'll get here. So, so, uh, so that, you know, overall, like I said, I, I'll definitely go back. I'll recommend it to folks. Uh, I think there's some some definite areas that they could improve on for Sesame Place. But so, uh, did you get any of this? I did. Yeah, my wife and I both got the on pack. Is that really worth the money? Seeing that you probably go like twice a year. It's 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 like 150 bucks a person. And right. It's fifty five dollars for one visit. I feel like though, because you're not down there, it's like Disney in your passes. It make no sense for us to have them up here, unless you're gonna go to the park like four or five times a year. Okay, but in the trip, we went twice in the trip, right? Right. Twice all day. Plus, you get discounts. You get free parking. You get discounts mm-hmm. on merchandise, thirty percent. Food, thirty percent. They don't uh, have like a family or weekend pass. No. Really. So it's almost like it does. It, it's it's beneficial to do it. You get early entry into like shows. You get, um, you know. So there's a couple of the other parts. Right. But I mean, in the end, in the end, they're making their money. Yes, but it, it. We figured, you know, let's just do it. Whatever. It's you know. You know, for for a nice like, long weekend, it's a it's not a, a bad. Well, yeah, I mean, I would, I would hope that you guys are going to go down there a bunch more during the year. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's not going to pay for itself. Yeah, no, totally. I, no. I, we said, you know, it's like three and a half hours from us here, so we'll go down. There's a perfect age for it, so. Yeah, no, she's a perfect age. Yeah. She enjoyed it, you know, which was nice. It wasn't crazy the park. You um, know, I'm. So, oh, go ahead, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. saying it's it's very manageable, you know, for her age too. She can walk right. around, she can run around. It's not crazy, so. It's uh, it's it's fun. I'm still surprised SeaWorld owns that park because, regardless if you like SeaWorld or not, it's got nothing to do with SeaWorld whatsoever. You won't find one fish there or a live bird other than what's in nature. What what was there. what was funny? And that's so true. And then honestly, that's what's lacking. Like it lacks the kinetics. I feel like of having animals or something like that. 
um, among immersive environments and all those things. But uh, while I was there, uh, folks may have seen on Twitter. I, t- I tweeted out a picture of uh, the they had a they had a the one thing I did see was the Sea World Shamu ice cream bar. It was in the shape of the whale. They, random. They had yeah, ra- like random. They had that in their ice cream coolers. You know, along with like Elmo shaped ones and stuff, they had like the Shamu ice cream bar because they're owned by SeaWorld. So I thought it was kind of cool. So I. Uh, so Jenna, if you're on here, you can go to that park because it has absolutely really nothing to do with SeaWorld whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. She gave us a nice email, so we have to give her a little, little plug. Nice. Hopefully, she's still listening. Um. Anyhow. All right. Well, it sounds like you had a wonderful trip. We did. So. All right, well, now I'm going on to the newer part of the show, which Greg loves. It's called Disney Did You Know? Yes. Uh, Disney Did You Know? Did you know that every day at Walt Disney World, on average, 200 pairs of sunglasses are turned into the lost and found offices at the four Walt Disney World theme parks? 200 pair of sunglasses are lost and possibly found, but they're lost and turned into the lost and found offices at the theme parks on property. Pretty amazing uh, number. Uh, I don't remember where the heck I found this, but uh, I thought it was a pretty cool cool factoid for the Disney Did You Know this week. I think that's <laughs> the whole idea of how you found that, like, it's just the whole idea that you found that 200 pairs of sunglasses are turned into lost and found that you found those random facts just they crack me up every time we go through a pre-show on this but alright so it is time to go to the meat and potatoes as they would say it is the news and the rumors so Greg read any story so I can get mad at something (laughs) let's start off in Orlando Uh, big news in the hotel development realm Margaritaville Resort coming to Kissimmee off of Route 192. Uh, it, Jimmy Buffett, the uh, famed uh, singer, will be open, opening the Margarita Village Resort in Osceola County off of uh, U.S. Highway 192 near Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, it, the resort uh, is uh, put on 2017 as its opening date. It will include uh, vaca- more than a thousand vacation homes and condos. Retail, uh, a beach area, and of course a hotel. And uh, this came out this Wednesday. This story, according to the Orlando Sentinel, but uh, the site will be where the Splendid China attraction previously was. It closed back in 2003. That's kind of south of Disney's Animal Kingdom, right along 192. Again, the southern, southern, south, uh, western, if you will, end of of uh, Disney property. So uh, kind of a kind of a big deal. I, this is one thing that uh, obviously folks know the Margaritaville location at uh, Universal Universal City Walk, one of the largest ones uh, I think in the country. Um, very very popular. The, the Sirius XM Margaritaville radio station broadcasts out of there uh, every day. You know Jimmy Buffett's obviously made a ton of money in Central Florida, but I always thought that. Um, and was surprised that he didn't have a uh, hotel operation there. He opened his first one in Pensacola Beach uh, a handful of years ago, and apparently it's doing uh, pretty well. Uh, he opened another one, I 
I think in Louisiana, I want to say. Florida. Somewhere. No, that's his first one, yeah. And then he opened his second one, I think in Baton Rouge, I want to say. Well, we just had a viewer ask where, Pensacola, where the first one in Pensacola is on the panhandle going yeah. towards Alabama. And it's a gorgeous hotel. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. I, I and, and people go there, It's a you know, especially in the, in the southeast, it's kind of a nice vacation area. What this sounds like is basically because Orlando has room to expand, it's getting bigger, is it basically feels like they just took the hotel that was at Pensacola Instead of having, uh, you know, a large-scale hotel, they just broke it down to little villas. Basically, is what it kind of sounds like when you when when you read it. Yeah, I mean, according according to the uh, the story on this, that they're gonna have a thousand, one thousand of the uh, condo vacation homes. They're still gonna have a hotel with one hundred seventy-five to three hundred rooms. Okay, so hotel yeah, too. Including a lake with a dedicated beach area and a quote regional water park. Yeah, this is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. You know, when they first, when the first time I heard about it on, on the Twittersphere, so to speak, I was kind of more envisioning just a big Jimmy Buffett restaurant like we have up here in Connecticut. We have one in the Mohegan Sun Casino. It's two floors, um, and it basically takes on, like, Jimmy Buffett's uh, Island Dock, where they have, like, a, uh, a hurricane warning and a big blender, like, tornado comes down, and they have the... Um, the uh, I what it's called, but they have his plane there. They have all the boats. The, the hemisphere dancer. What is it? Hemisphere dancer. That's it. They have the hemisphere dancer on there. They have the boats, like like the swooping like that. And it's a really fun restaurant to drink. They have grapes. The lab is. I'm hoping that the prices be as expensive down here in Orlando when they put it in, like we have it up here in Connecticut, because. For like a good mixed drink, like the mini blenders are 10 or 15. I mean, it's not going to be absurd, like $50 for like a Nautilus mug. But it's going to be, because it, I mean, it's all proper, it has nothing to do with Disney or Universal. It's going to be just a little expensive if they have the same prices up here in Connecticut, if they have it down in Orlando. So hopefully. <laughs> That's probably the only downfall of uh, the Margaritaville restaurants. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that too. I mean, the food's okay. The drinks are pretty decent. You know, it's more of the you're going for the fun of the you know atmosphere and the entire uh, you know the atmosphere, yeah. the ambiance, if you will. So, uh, but but you know, again, a huge story, and um, glad I'm glad it's coming. I think it's going to be cool. So. We'll definitely keep that story, you know, stay, stay tuned to uh, what happens with, with that. Second news story at a Walt Disney World, getting back to the world that we all know and love. Uh, Disney begins sales of new four-season residences at the Golden Oaks property on Walt Disney World property. So these homes are uh, in the Golden Oaks section of property, again, where uh, homes, private homes are built on a tract of land in the middle of property. Uh, Disney has started the sale of these uh, five million dollar homes, which are uh, which are branded by the Four Seasons Resorts. Four Seasons actually has a a kind of sub brand uh, for private residences, and uh, this is one of the private residences uh, areas. The ultra luxury homes will range in size from six thousand square feet to over ten thousand square feet, and again, start at five million and up. So pretty, pretty, uh, pretty big chunk of change there. But I mean, these are 
pretty crazy houses you're gonna have you know you're gonna have your own house but all of the great things that uh, the Four Seasons brand and the Four Seasons private residences Orlando Walt Disney World Resort uh, can bring you so you know your private concierge uh, you know you want to have uh, one of the Four Seasons chefs and their catering staff come into your home and do a party give them a call you know so I mean it's it, everything about the Four Seasons at your fingertips at, a, at the same time uh, uh, your own private house so kind of crazy uh, it'll be interesting to see again this is on the, the Disney blog reported this uh, John Frost over there at the Disney blog uh, be interesting to see what they will uh, you know what they'll do as far as numbers I know I remember hearing when Golden Oak opened up they were having trouble selling selling the properties and now um, you know I've heard rumors that they're doing they're doing pretty well they're starting to expand sort of the land tracks there and some of the, the different sort of neighborhood areas uh, to building out those so Kind of crazy. They just kind of came out of it of nowhere, really. This whole story. Just yeah. This whole Golden Oaks thing. I mean, I really didn't know much about it. Knew they existed, but uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, is this? They're not. It's not going to be like connected to DVC or anything, right? It's going to be no. Just it's totally, seasons. totally independent. It's, it's through Four Seasons. If you go to Four right. Seasons website, you've got a resident. They have a residence club section. These things are probably going to be about like. 600 a night it's the only thing but or more it's full house it's only it's purchase so it's you have oh so this is these are okay i miss i misread this then so these are just going to be for these are houses like actual how does that work if you're living on property like who do you pay tax like do you pay taxes to disney like is main street your actual main street like can you like all of a sudden (laughs) walk down main street like in about another month, there's going to be, the like, mayor, a Subaru Legacy Park outside <laughs> and, and a bunch of, like, you know... The mayor, the mayor of Main Street stores. is your actual mayor? I, no, well, I, I'm just saying, like, where does, where does I, the, well, I the think, actual town... Does it fall into Reedy Creek District? Does it fall into Kissimmee? I, Was it going to fall into Orlando? Is it going to fall into... Bay Lake, or is it... I, I'm just saying, like, there's... No, that's I, a good I know, point. Where I know where these houses are, it's just... If it's not connected to Disney, then it has to fall into Orlando, right? It, I think I think Reedy Creek would technically collect the taxes because they're 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 obviously services, emergency services, you know, fire, all that kind of stuff is through Reedy Creek, and then law enforcement and that kind of stuff is through the county. It that part of the property is Orange, I believe Orange County still. <laughs> This is definitely a Ken story question. Yeah, this is totally a Ken story uh, question. So, My question is, how long is this going to be before this becomes like this huge, like, Bernie Madoff story? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're, we're going to see, like, <laughs> it's going to be the biggest, like, pyramid scheme residence ever. Like, it's just these four houses in the middle of nowhere on property that has nothing to do with the property well suppose it, they're just there and I, I it, it, what's weird about it is like even if you look online there's like no information online about Golden Oak beyond the you know the Disney site that they created and I think it was 2013 when they launched it to sell the properties but there's not much information on folks that live there now how numbers who it's very secretive which isn't which is by design this will be the right. same way except you're gonna have the backing of four seasons and all the advantages of a Four Seasons luxury resort. So. It's going to be a retirement home for Iger, Eisner. So, They're all going to just retire there. What's, what's, um, what was I listening to? 
Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think, uh, I think, actually, I think I was listening to, uh, on Tuesday before, actually, Kenzo's show, and, uh, recently, and, uh, they were saying that, uh, Calgarius, I think, lives there, the president of, uh, Magic Kingdom, lives, uh, lives in, uh, he, he was saying, he, he, or he thought or knew or something, that he lived on, in Golden Oak, which is interesting, I think. I mean, that's really interesting. And why wouldn't they have more, you know, officials of the resort who live on property? It makes a lot of sense. But it's uh, it's very, very kind of secretive, very loosey-goosey, this whole thing. Uh, kind of cool. I mean, hey, if I had $5 million to spare and money was nothing, maybe mm. I would consider buying a home, a, a third or fourth or fifth home and, it's owned by the mob. So, all right, next news story. This next one's uh, pretty pretty cool, actually. Um, and another one of those ones that's completely unexpected. But apparently, Disney Parks has an, a new uh, mobile app coming soon, based all around shopping. Uh, Disney uh, theme parks is planning to introduce a uh, new app called Shop Disney Parks which will allow guests to locate, order, and ship merchandise from any Disney-operated retail store at Walt Disney World. Um, if you're shopping from home within the United States, the app will let you browse by and then ship the items directly. And if you're already in the parks, the app will have the capability to browse by and ship uh, to the parks or uh, for resort guests right to their hotel. So, pretty interesting. You can link it to My Disney Experience, which you know gets you discounts if you're an AP member, if you have a DVC discount, you're going to get those. It also can link up, I'm sure, to your credit card that you have on your uh, uh, M- MDE app as well. Uh, so, pr- pretty interesting thing that's taking place. Completely unexpected. I really didn't think that we were doing anything like this. And what's even crazier is, Mike, now, from the comfort of our lazy chair, we can sit at home and shop, for example, at, uh, you know the Marketplace Co-op in downtown Disney from home without having to go to the parks. Okay, that's that was my question. You don't have to be in the parks with the app. Because like most things with the My Disney Experience, like you could do it's some stuff like that. So you right. have to be in the park for the right. app to really make sense. Right. Uh, it, according to this story, and this is uh, our friends at WW Magic reported this, and I believe they probably got this from a, a Disney release. Um, but this says again that you, if you're shopping at home within the United States, the app will let you browse, buy, and ship the items directly to your home. But if you're in the parks, you can also do the same and get it shipped to your hotel. So. Where I think this is this is beneficial is and, and it's going to take a lot of education I feel like but and I'll give you an example an example I had I was at Disney World in in May in the last spring and we had gone to Epcot and I really wanted to get a Figment T-shirt and we were at Mouse Gear and I didn't buy it and then I said oh you know what I could probably go to stupid stupidly I said I could probably find it somewhere else on property or whatever. No, like you can't, and you, yeah. even at like Downton Disney at the Magic of Disney at the co-ops, that you, you literally cannot find much Epcot merchandise at all. You can only get it at Epcot. So right. this app, 
if if this if I'm reading this right and I'm interpreting this right, the, it'll give you the ability to, you know, you're back especially if you're on property, you're back at your hotel or whatever, or off whatever you're staying off property, whatever it is. Let's say, oh man, you know, I was at Epcot today. I wanted to get that T-shirt. I really should have got it. You know, it's the last day of your trip. Like, go on the app. You can buy it, and you don't right. have, you don't have to regret, you know, blowing your one hundred dollar ticket uh, to the park that you didn't buy the thirty dollar T-shirt. So okay. that's where I think it's beneficial. I think it could be pretty cool. Like I said, I think it's going to take a lot of education though to get folks like to even realize this exists right. and, and to use it. I mean, first of all, everybody just joining, I just restarted Periscope, we're, uh, we're talking about uh, the new Disney Parks shopping mobile app, and I just want to say hi to Florida Plunge, I believe that is it, I've been watching your Periscopes now and again, thanks for joining us, hey. um, we actually have a good amount of people watching right now, going back to that real quick, um, and I'd love to hear what people, because it's a little interactive, The Disney Park Shopping Mobile app is usually another big thing. Where we are can connect to any of the parks and actually buy park merchandise. Because no offense, cool park merchandise. The Disney Store, once a month, I speak in your wallet on with an hour. Well, on eBay, twice the thing, 20 later. So, anyhow, I think that's, um... Is a thing. I think everybody uh, on Periscope right now on on the on our, on our Twitter feeds would would agree that the uh, the app coming for the parks is a pretty cool idea as long as it gives us more access to park merchandise. All right. Yeah. I, I, story. Fourth story. Where the heck we are? Where are we? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. This one's uh, pretty interesting, too. Disney names the official flip-flops of the Disney Park Resorts and open new in-park stores. Disney and the Brazilian flip-flop creator Havanas have today announced uh, a new strategic alliance a couple days ago this week um, where Havanas is now the official flip-flop of, <laughs> of Disney Parks Resorts and they will have uh, dedicated Havanas flip-flop retail stores in Walt Disney World Parks and at the Disneyland Resort theme park. So, a uh, pretty interesting alliance. Obviously, um, you know, if you guys have been down to the world recently, you know that <coughs> Downtown Disney now has a Havana's, uh, I hope I'm saying that right, store in Downtown Disney. So this is kind of an expansion of all that, but apparently they're going to have this retail uh, operations in all the theme parks, including the two water parks, California Adventure, you know, the whole the whole gambit in the U.S., um, 22 stores in total. So, um, so Mike, I, I don't know what to think about this. I think it's uh, kind of cool. Uh, I guess we'll, one of those, you know, we'll see what happens. Where, where I, this is one of those, you know, fear moments where you have a company like this. You had, you know, Sunglass Hut, for example, how many of these things come on board and become the official whatever of Disney and take over the retail before it just becomes a shopping mall? That is literally what about 22 people just said and, at and the I same know, time. And I know that sounds... On our Periscope. Yeah, and, I, and, and even, even that, I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but it's... Um, 
I think it's the it's the sort of generalization of merchandise, which is one of the things that you know if you're a Disney fan, one of the things I think most fans love about Walt Disney World and Disneyland and Disney in general is the, is the merchandise. You know, a big part of when we we'll get this later in the show with D twenty three this weekend, will be on Disney retail and new merchandise and uh, and and things. So. I'm hoping that they that it has a good connection. Hope they really, and I think there will. They'll release some sort of limited edition flip flops or whatever. Uh, Look, um, honestly, but I, I'm going to make it simple because a lot of people that just join us now are just joining us. Not really know how we were very unedited here. Honestly, I don't need no more damn flip flop shows or buy a cup. My Port Orleans Cup. This is actually from like 2000. Okay, I don't need any more of these shops. There's enough. What I want is clean bathrooms. I say it all the time. Clean bathrooms, some new attractions, some refurbs, and to beat Universal's butt back into the ground. That's all that I ask. Yeah. It's not too much to ask for $105 a ticket. Yeah. No, it's a good point. It, it, I mean... I think uh, it's an interesting time right now. You know, I think uh, you're going to see more of this stuff happening and more of these product integrations. I mean, look at what they did with Pandora recently, right? The Pandora bracelets. Pandora now sponsors one of the fireworks shows. You know, so I think you're going to see these sort of intermingling of, uh, of marketing and sales and, and product placement and retail. You know, so it's not going to go away. Unfortunately, you're only going to see more of this, I think, as the years go on. And uh, I think as fans, we can only hope for good things. Okay, but my question is, is why can't I just go on to these Havanas or whatever the heck they're called and just buy the same flip-flop for half the price on, on their site? Or, at, or at, like a DSW or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. no, I'm serious. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know anything about them because they're, they're just basic flip-flops that I probably wouldn't buy anyway, ever. Everybody on our Periscope is saying that, that you can. You can buy them online. So unless if there's a freaking so, gold Mickey attached right, to yeah, exactly. it, yeah. you know, yeah. give me a... You know, what's, you know what's interesting about this? An interesting sidebar. I, I just saw um, Vans. You know the sneakers, Vans? You know the skater shoes, Vans? Vans is now like a... Like, I don't know if it's the official shoe of Disney or what it is, but they have a, an, a partnership with Disney. And they okay. I saw on the D23, D23 oh, on D23 on Twitter, they had today that their staff was was wearing uh, was wearing Vans, and they were all like Vans with like Disney characters on them and stuff like that. So, so of, who's the official toilet paper of Walt Disney World? When's that coming? Because we can use some yeah, more exactly. of that in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Charmin is the official toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, my ass. Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. Let's move on to the next news story. Next, next news story. This one isn't a huge shocker to anyone, probably, but uh, worth talking about real quickly. Uh, Beer Guest Restaurant at Magic Kingdom is adding in breakfast for good. Um, the Beer Guest Restaurant, again, the Beauty and the Beast themed uh, dining establishment at uh, New Fan in New Fantasyland. Did a test back in the fall of breakfast. They decided to stick with it. Um, we're sorry, they're currently doing the test. It expires this fall. They're sticking with it, um, and it, and they're going to run with it. And apparently, it's been been going gangbusters, and they've been uh, been booking solid. So um, the original price was nineteen ninety nine plus tax for adults. They're going to bump it up to twenty one ninety nine plus tax. 
and eleven ninety nine plus tax for ages three through nine. Uh, thirteen ninety nine for nine to whatever the cutoff is for adult sixteen or whatever it is. Um, Pre-ordering of menu items offered during lunch service is not available for breakfast. So, those of you who might have gone to be our guest for lunch, you know you go to the screens, you order your lunch, you get the, the rose medallion, you go sit down, your lunch magically appears, and uh, apparently for breakfast is not that way. I'm not sure what the procedure is, but nevertheless, I've said before, Mike, one of the food uh, experiences recently I had in uh, a Disney park would be our guest for lunch. I thought their food was very, uh, very good for what it was for a casual. Uh, it's it's somewhere between like a quick service and uh, you know a table service. You know, cause you really don't have wait staff, but you do. Um, the theming was great. The environment was great. The food was good. Uh, pricing was decent, and uh, and we were able to get in without uh, without having to get a reservation. Uh, a, a, a uh, reservation, so uh, uh, so it was great. So breakfast at uh, beer guest, we'll see what that turns out to be. But to me, it's like a no-brainer for them. They're gonna say they finally did something to do something, other than say they're gonna do something and wait five years for the parking garage. So it's like I say that. Next hour. <laughs> Next news story is, uh, this is going down to uh, Disney Springs. New Indiana Jones themed Jock Lindsay's hangar bar menu. So excited for this. It's finally out. And this, uh, if you guys haven't seen this online, this is, uh, uh, oh, if you go to thrillgeek.com, Thrillgeek has this. Uh, some other sites have it as well, but that's where we found it. But uh, the Indiana, Indiana okay. Jones themed bar, Jock Lindsay's. Hangar bar on the uh, what was previously the downtown Disney West Side uh, establishment. Uh, the menu is out for it. You know some interesting kind of snack items and app items for the, for this place. There's some really cool sliders. They have uh, uh, the Doctor Elsa's She Devil Eggs, brine and beet juice with lump crab filling. I feel like deviled eggs. That's how uh, I get frozen, so... Yeah, enough. exactly. Uh, dates, <laughs> dates with goat cheese, uh, stuffed... Goat cheese stuffed dates. You're okay, you're okay. Go ahead. Uh, bunches of salads and dips, tacos... Uh, losing it, bud. Sliders, Asian wings... Yeah. Uh, the ro- the the rolling boulder sliders, three spicy meatballs on mini buns with a yogurt sauce. Brody's brats, grilled bratwurst with a mustard pickled cabbage. Um, a is again a spicy Asian wing called the Laos Chase Revenge. And squid, why do you have to be squid? Is fried calamari flatbed with with a spicy harissa sauce. Oh no no, I was saying bye to one of our periscope. Oh. Got, got, gotcha. So, hope everybody so, stays around. We're still going. We still got a little more left. Um, so anyway, that's that's yeah. uh, Lindsay's hanging bar, and again, Jeff looks looks insane. I mean, the theming, you know, uh, we've all you know seen the uh, the renderings. Looks great. And if you've seen the pictures recently, they've just been going gangs with uh, with Downtown Disney 
and getting stuff up and uh, it looks great. They just put the new uh, logo and everything up on the top too. Yeah, so it looks real sharp. Yeah. This actually uh, caused a couple in this um, where it, it caused a little bit of a settling between a couple people. Because even in the Indiana Jones universe, because there really was no like, there's nothing to compare it to. Right. Like they're bit, they're making up like the character John Lindsay was a bit part basically the character in the movie that they're just creating this bar out of. So I mean, there's really nothing to base it off of. Like it's pretty much an open book. <laughs> You know right, I mean? and he like, didn't have a huge part. Really that's what I mean. Like, it, it's completely a but that's clean why I think, slate. I, like, I think this is going to have that imaginary magic that we're just not expecting is going to just blow us away. It's going to be a complete Disney World thing that it just... Maybe in 20 years, like Trader Sands, it'll go to the West Coast, you know? Yeah, who knows? I think, I think it's... Uh, it'd be pretty cool. Okay, next one. Next news story, and this one, uh, this one really got, got to me. Former TV star arrested in Los Angeles after climbing crane in protest of SeaWorld. And uh, you folks may, may have seen this. Uh, Steve-O, who I think is a former star. I don't think he's a star. Oh, he's still like that, I guess. When they do stuff, he's still there. Yeah, but they're not, they're not, they're not on TV anymore, are they? Yeah, it's Steve-O. Anyway, this this clown climbed a crane, and now my computer's freezing, so I can't... Uh... Okay, let, let me sum this up, ready? Okay, he climbed a crane to protest SeaWorld. I'm okay if you want to go protest SeaWorld, you want to go pro. that's your right. But as a fireman, I have a problem when you read the chief of, of fire saying, at the very same time, there's a guy on a crane, a longshoreman, 
downgrading on the docks in L.A., having a heart attack and not being able to get out of his crane. Oh, really? They I were I down on men. They couldn't get the men because they thought that Steve-O was going to do something to jump off it or he was in distress. So they pulled, I can't tell you how many trucks and policemen and stuff to go over to that yeah, to deal with that. And the story while they were shorthanded to get down to the docks. And they were saying, this could have, you know, the guy who really needed the help, that could have been done fast. And I know man had seen a lot, but again, working fire and being a fireman, every second counts. And it is tough when you're told to go to a fake call. Not a fake call, but a call that doesn't need that many firemen, and then you find out let's, that, you know, in your district, you should have been at that other call saving the other guy's life. So let, I think that much, pretty much just sums up the story. Let's be honest here. This, this, this class A loser was 41 years old. This, I, I'll be honest with you. This, this guy's a I'm loser. Ready for the hate mail. Bring he's it on. a loser. This guy's a loser. He's a washed up, like, celebrity. Not even. He's a great D celebrity. And he decided to show a little, you know, he, he hates SeaWorld, so he's going to climb across the crane. Which is fine. That's fine and if you want to protest. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. But don't put, don't put, you know, law enforcement and, and, and like you said, safe, you know, fire and... Carry, man. Fire and, and emergency workers, you know, in danger to try to save their ass when you decide to climb a 100-foot crane and you're up there with an inflatable, you know, killer whale. you got to put the mic to the... the voice dude i know it sucks but couldn't hear you there so anyway the, yeah we got you <laughs> yeah the, you Loser. know it's fun you know protest all you want you know again everyone knows i think our take on sea world and blackfish and all the bs that's gone down since then but i mean this this kid is a class a loser i mean honestly he's 41 years not kid he's 41 years old like grow the hell up that's how you're going to decide to pro... I mean, it's a free country, you know, right? Like, it's a free country, do what you want. But you're deciding to protest SeaWorld by climbing a freaking crane in Los Angeles. And then, just, and then meanwhile, dozens of, of fire and, and emergency personnel are coming up to save you when there's a guy having a heart attack, you know, blocks away. I mean, come on. Uh, it's just but being LA and the amount of re- you see the pictures that have been on there with the uh, orca on top of the crane you see the amount of uh, first responder personnel on the ground I mean God forbid what if uh, the crane let loose or what if he fell he fell and he took out some people when he hit the ground oh, okay I was going to say I was going to say if he fell then, I was going to say if he fell great that's fine that's addition by subtraction oh, if you that's want. a little harsh yeah. to say but oh hey he, it was uh, no, it's not. Really it's, to say. it's not. It's yeah. not at all. It's his call to climb a crane in protest of something he has nothing. He's no control over at all. Well, that's true. It's more the, of the a fact private that business. Like, the, and first of all, a private business that's in or it's in San Diego, not even near where he's at. So it makes no sense. The guy's a loser. The, the guy's a loser. He shouldn't have been there. He should go off and do something else and waste his life doing some other skateboarding or whatever the hell he does. So. That's my reference right. on, on that that's story. Okay. Let's um, let's come back to the the other SeaWorld rumor. Let's take a break for a second and let's calm down and go to the next rumor that we had. Uh, let's... What the hell was that? I don't know, man. Your computer's. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so. Rivers of America uh, and the Steamboat and Tonsor Island. 
have been in sort of rumor mill for a while about uh, possible additions to Frontierland in Magic Kingdom. At Infor is Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, and uh, there's been some rumors that potentially there could be a, some sort of boardwalk or walkway added across Rivers America, connecting to the islands. And Thompson's Island will be connected to Frontierland because they're sort of running out of room and Frontierland to add things in. Um, again, the complete rumors. There's, there's all speculation on this, and, and you know, would they develop Thompson's Island into more of an attraction, uh, or completely retheme it around more Frontierland stuff? Um, there's been there's been some speculation I've heard of you know the river is completely going away. They're going to drain the river. They're going to make it. You know, only a partial river. The steamboat becomes a, uh, you know, basically a floating restaurant, kind of like the the Lady Bell is, uh, or Lily Bell is at down from Disney. You know, so that's that's basically the rumor. Right. Well, here's the problem with that. Then you have to say goodbye to one of the original attractions. Being Liberty Bell, um, that boat is on a track. I don't even know it's fitted for engines. It would need regular engines on it. I know it has a paddle wheel, but it need engines on it just in case they need to dock it, redock it, whatever. Um, more than likely, they want to, they'll build that boardwalk. It'll go straight across it. Yeah. There's talks that they'd keep some of the river so they can do like a nighttime um, spectacle of some sort. Um, then they can basically do another attraction in the back of it. They can make a little more land in the back of it, and that's where that like the board will go connect to. But from what I heard, I don't think there's going to be like a connection. So you won't be able to go from like Frontierland, you know, like to the boardwalk, and it'll kind of like knock you to pirates or something like that. It won't do that. It's gonna. It would basically just be like just taking you to something. Other two like attractions on the other side. Yeah. Kind of deal. Um, it almost I, it'll, it'll I almost know. connect like the like Big Thunder with right. with uh, Liberty Square. I mean, I, people really still enjoy riding it. I mean, you know, I just I, I just think it's a nice escape. It's also part of uh, it's part of that connection. Nostalgic, exactly connection. I think what exactly what it is to Walt into Disneyland that I think. Magic Kingdom still retains, right. you know, Main Street, sure, but I mean, pretty much everything else is is changed. You know, I mean, it, there's even talk of, you know, even you go over to Tomorrowland. There's talk of, uh, you know, it's been for a while of you know, Carousel Progress gets taken out of Tomorrowland and moved to Epcot to World Choke to to uh, to a Future World, which makes a lot of sense. And I would hate to see it go away completely because I think that's one of the last connecting tissues to to Walt. I mean, that was one of the you know, things he he sort of uh, touched. But um, but yeah, that's I don't know. I I, I, I would hate to see Tower Island go away. At the same time, it, I kind of understand like it really doesn't have much appeal to uh, I'm sure to today's kids, unfortunately. Um, if they knew the story at all, <laughs> and just the island itself, like I mean, there's there's the Fort Langhorn or whatever it is, and uh, when there's a restaurant over there when it's open, but 
there's really not much else. It's really it, they could probably do a lot more with it. So, right. Um, I think I just like I said, I just think it'd just be terrible if they. I think it'd be terrible, I, and I wouldn't want to see them have to lose the steamboat for it. Yeah, right. I'd hate to see the rivers close and steamboat close for it. So. Okay. And I think Mike and I was telling you, I did an interview. Originally, the steamboat was supposed to go on uh, out onto uh, Seven Seas Lagoon for like night charters. They were supposed to do like like party cocktail parties and stuff on the top yep. deck of it. And, Exactly but, what we do with our our steamboat that right. they do tours on. Yeah, yeah, but they couldn't because because the uh, smoke stacks were too high. It's not underneath the monorail. Well, sorry, everybody, that we're losing. We lose audio again. If you're listening in, um, Greg's microphone's just a little bit shy tonight, unfortunately. And we're already so deep into the show. So everybody on Periscope, that's how we can't hear you. We're working on the uh, the audio issue. Um, but, uh, you still there, Greg? Yes. Okay. Why don't we go to the, uh, what I think is probably a big rumor that isn't getting much attention yet, but I think once it kind of hits that Twitter sphere, it's going to blow up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, rumors swirling around about SeaWorld's future, um, as there have been for quite a while now, but possibly a Comcast Universal buyout in Florida on the way and and obviously this is you know all the all the signs of uh still since the blackfish hit job you know profits have plunged now or they just can't with their earnings report is profit profits are down 84 percent for the sea world uh, for sea world in general um and uh, sea world orlando you know obviously taking a huge a huge chunk of the of the hit as well probably is one of the most visible parks, you know, in terms of tourists goes. Um, I think, you know, this is something that was, has been thrown around on, on boards and that kind of thing, online forums and uh, Twitter or whatever. Yeah, I, I think as, you know, as Universal looks to expand, um, they're landlocked. You know, you look where they're at right now. They're kind of landlocked. They have, obviously, the land on your on, uh, I drive that was before the wild uh, uh, freak, which, uh... Yeah, I mean, I think... Sorry, I'm just eating a Snickers here. Sorry about that. All right. I think that if Universal takes over, I still don't think I'm... Well, I don't think they're... It's really not much they can do with the sea life. They're probably going to make it into more attractions. I mean, they didn't really have to do anything if they buy it, to be honest with you. Not for a little while. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I, I, I had a brand new roller coaster going up. You know, they're more, I tell you, if they can just get their hands on Dr. Phillips High School and relocate them, sure. they'd love that. Which, That's what they love. which I'm sure, like, how much money, <laughs> honestly, though, like, I mean, they, they couldn't pay off, you know. Orange County or I don't know City of Orlando wherever the hell owns Dr. Phil like I mean you, you couldn't pay them enough money to say hey what's it going to take for you to move buy a property build a new facility and then they have all that land to expand the park that Dr. Phillips I don't think I think there's drawings on it on Twitter right now what the new one will look like so they're they're not moving anywhere soon oh wow we did post we did retweet a picture on, on Twitter they showed the Dr. Phillips the back of the Dr. Phillips High School football stadium with the uh, Hogwarts sticking out of the back. It was just pretty nifty. 
I think they should change their mascot to like the dragons or something. They should. The Grignots. But uh, but anyway, you know, back to back to SeaWorld. It would make sense, and the rumor is, if Comcast were to buy it, they would only buy the Orlando SeaWorld Park. Uh, so you still would have the San Antonio and San Diego out there by themselves, plus the other parks SeaWorld owns. So there's Garden, Sesame Place, as we mentioned. Uh, aquatic, right. the like water park, that as well. You'd have a conflict then, obviously, with the Volcano Bay they're building. Um, right. You know, Discovery Cove, whatever. Water countries, or water park there. So, who knows what happened? I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I don't. They they're desperately looking for land to expand. I mean, they'll get water. They'll get a. What you call that? Uh, water park. Basically, there, I think. What's it called? Wet and Wild. Right. The, right? They're going to get Wet and Wild. That land will tear that down. Yeah, it's prime, prime real estate that they still haven't said what they're going to do with. Um, the problem know. is, is because of, like, I drive and everything, like, they're going to need to, I feel like those properties are just going to become, like, hotels and stuff. Like, it's just kind of tough to put another park over there well the other thing is too and I think we talked about this with, with Ken when he was on the, our show a few weeks back was the connection to studios Universal Studios Islands Adventure you know and their hotels now the resort is down a, is down a road plus I drive so you, there's there's it's not like at Disney where they own the property it's you know city streets you have to go on and and somehow get people funneled to. So the only real way they can do it and make it work is if they had some sort of light rail system or train or maglev, which has all been rumored and supposedly is supposed to connect to the airport and 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 to potentially to Disney. Who knows? But that's the only way too I would I could see SeaWorld an acquisition of SeaWorld maybe being worthwhile for for, yeah, but, for, you know for Universal. Right, the, the the war that that's going on between they're not going to wait for public transportation to do that. They if they can have a piece of land to build, they're just going to take it. You know? I, I don't think I don't think two things. I don't think Universal sees SeaWorld as that much of a of a uh, valuable uh, property as a theme park or competition as much right now. As it is, uh, as it is a complementary piece to a, a universal vacation. You know what I mean? I think like, oh, it's a nice half day or a day thing when folks are coming to do their their vacation and stay at one of our hotels on our resort. But it's not a competitor, and it's not like that big of a serious competitor. That I also don't think that at the point right now, where it's dire straits, and they would be. They have to. They have to do something, and they have to, to get to to get rid of. Right. Well, well let's take the devil. Right. Let's take the devil's advocate on that one. Right. What you just said. Why not? Buy SeaWorld, Universal by SeaWorld, as the rumors are starting to swirl about that. They don't change much, right? I'm sure they're going to have to change some because of all the blackfish black uh, back blow. But what if the rumor's true, they, they buy it. I mean, think about that, though. They would basically own everything around Disney. They could do whatever they want with anything around Disney. It would only be Disney and then Universal. Yeah, I mean, as far as the big players go. 
I mean, exactly. Because they inherit Discovery Cove, they inherit, you know, potentially if it's, it'll, you know, hey. they inherit Aquatica, which is brand new. And, and, and right. Oh, Disney's Disney's rising prices. All right. Well, let's uh, let's lower prices a little bit at SeaWorld and then make up the money that way. The th- the thing to me too that's interesting is why wouldn't Disney? And they have no reason to, and they why would they? But couldn't you see Disney like doing it, like you know Animal Kingdom? sort of annexing like SeaWorld and it becomes like Animal Kingdom's like Sea Life you know offshoot it's too far off property I know I know it, it, it is it, it really is but I mean it's in town like it almost makes I mean I guess all, it could... the, all of the everything's there you know plus they have the ride the one thing that I'm surprised of after hearing these dire numbers and everything that's terrible with SeaWorld is is in Orlando they're going ahead with this Mako hyper coaster, and then at the same time, this this Project Blue Ocean thing that was they're supposed to do these new tanks for the killer whales. They're supposed to be right. gigantic tanks, and there's supposed to be all rock work and you know with waves and much more like it is in the in the wild. Uh, that's on hold apparently. They've they've kind of gone back and forth on it. It was supposed to start in uh, I believe in San Diego was the first one, and they haven't they haven't really moved on it at all because I think it's just such a, a costly thing, but but they're investing the capital in this Mako project, which to me right. is like that, that. To me is the most the most odd. And if you're going to invest capital, like why are you investing in that? I mean, it's not going to. It's not going to. It's not going to bring bring back. And people are going to be knocking down the gates to get on this roller coaster, right? Right. I don't know. I mean, they must have better research than we do, but <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Do we want to take a 50-second break before we go on to the feature discussion? Play some Buffett? No? Uh, All right. All right. We're going right into it, I suppose. All right, so we're going to go right into the uh, feature discussion. Uh, Our feature discussion today is the D23 Expo in Anaheim, California. As you know, this is the meeting of the masterminds where we're hoping we hear something of what's going on with DHS, Star Wars, Pixar every other rumor that's been swirling around for the past year. Epcot. So, I will, uh, we're going to do a little, I guess, back and forth we can do this, but, um, so, Greg, what, I'll ask you, what exactly, I kind of explained what the D23 Expo is, but what is going to be covered at the D23 this year? Uh, so they're doing, they're doing, you know, again, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this coming weekend out in Anaheim. Um, they're kind of breaking into multiple parts. Uh, there's going to be uh, Friday. There's a lot on Pixar. They're going to be you know there's a, there's a, there's basically three major uh, sections to this three stages and three halls uh, where there'll be exhibitors you know all involved in in the Disney community. Uh, so Pixar you know is one of them. Disney living and home stuff, vacations. BBC, uh, you know, films, animation. I mean, every division of the company literally is, is almost exhibited in some way or fashion, including Marvel, Star Wars, uh, you know, all these different properties. So, uh, the the sort of the big uh, the big draw though is going to be Saturday at three p.m. Pacific time, which is the focus on. This is the address by Bob Iger. We, we hope and think 
on uh, Walt Disney Parks and Resorts. Now, this isn't just Disney World, it's not just Disneyland, it's parks and resorts worldwide, so they're going to talk about, I'm sure, Shanghai, the developments of Shanghai, probably show some renderings, they're going to talk about Tokyo, Hong Kong, I mean, they're going to touch all the bases, you know, renovations going on in Paris, um, what, the, the big kind of, uh, I'm losing you, dude. Can't hear you. Still there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I get you. The, the big, uh, uh, the big kind of uh, wild card right now is the you know the Disney announces billion dollar reinvestment they're making in uh, Disneyland, but there hasn't been a lot of details at all on where the money's going, why, where, when, anything. So will there be some of that information coming up in twenty three? There's gonna you know is there gonna be uh, Disneyland? Is a rendering? Is there you know are they, are they gonna come out and say, you know we're gonna we're, we're redoing Tomorrowland at Disneyland into Star Wars. Um, and then, obviously, the big thing that we all have talked about on uh, Ad Nauseum and really care about is what happens with Hollywood Studios. Right. Is Hollywood, are, you know, are they going to announce Hollywood Studios? Yes, it's getting a new name. And yes, it's, you know, going to be themed with, uh, you know, uh, with our Star Wars IP and here's here's some renderings of it um, and you know that kind of thing or uh, I, I think if they don't announce something at this expo uh, people will get pitchforks and torches and and pick it uh, in Burbank the only reason it's, been, why something it's would, been way too long right the reason why something would not be mentioned about Star Wars or anything like that is just simply because they need it to be right and it's just like Avatar Land it's just well, the, why put something out when it's just like no, they're doing changes. So, no, so they're not changing this. You back, know what I mean? It was back in May. It was the week before I was down there actually. I remember, and um, the board of directors was at Walt Disney World, and apparently Iger was presenting to them, or Stags, or whatever the team, or Imagineering, or whatever was presenting kind of the plan for Hollywood Studios, and they were touring the park, and they were showing them like you know here's where the Pixar place stuff would go and uh, here's where you know Star Wars stuff would go whatever it is um, and you know apparently out of, they you know came out of that with this isn't far enough we need to go further we need to go we need to make this better um, is kind of the message that I the rumor I heard so I'm hoping between the spring and now they've come up with a better plan a solid better plan for Hollywood Studios when it relates to Star Wars and something they could actually have renderings of and show and you know talk about more than two minutes and at the very least I think Niger needs to get up there and say that stuff's happening right because you got you, you got to show the, the fan base that there at least is some hope at the end of the tunnel here oh yeah, I'd like to know more about Star Wars in the next Tomb Tomb or whatever those little furry fluckers are. Oh yeah, I said fluckers. FL. Okay. Um. All right, let's break it down. Let's do a little thing of what me and Greg actually think is going to be announced this D twenty three. Let's go. Um, 
let's go let's go European first. This is just strictly what we think is going to be announced. Let's start with the Asian parks first: Shanghai and Hong Kong. All right. So I, I think Shanghai, they'll probably announce. I think they're going to announce more of you know what the individual attractions will be. We've heard about this this you know, this the Tron coaster, you know that they have over there. Uh, we've seen some renderings for that stuff. They'll probably announce that. Uh, I don't know. There's something going on in Tokyo. I don't. I can't remember what, but um, Hong Kong. I don't know. And I think in Europe, uh, it's you know at Paris. There's there's they gave them all that bailout money. What was like 1.3 billion last year. They gave them that bailout money. Yeah. So whatever's happening with that, I'm sure they'll they'll say something and, and report on that stuff. So. I <laughs> I think the same thing you said now is trying to say that. I think they're going to announce so much stuff about Shanghai that's just going to make everything else about world or land seem like nothing unless they do a huge break about DHS. So that entire thing is an hour and a half. The entire presentation, it's, right. it's what it's blocked off as. I looked it up today. It's an hour yeah. and a half. It's like 3 to 4.30. So... I mean, think about how much time you need. If if he's gonna announce like, oh, by the way, Disney's Hollywood Studios is now gonna be called Disney's Hollywood Adventure in Florida, and you know it's gonna get Star Wars and Pixar. Can you hear the rest of Euro Disney. We think that they'll announce anything else about any of the other parks? No, I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, um, know else, I don't know what else they, I, I mean, maybe. I don't know what else they would announce for, it, for the uh, foreign parks, but... Maybe just a couple ride, uh, new, either ride, new, new ride or two, or a couple refurbishments for Paris. Maybe. I know that's kind of becoming the stinker, and they need to kind of do something with that. Yeah, I was supposing like terrible disrepair. So, all right, uh, how about Disney Cruise Line? Ooh, I'm breaking it out now. It's all game. Well, I mean, is, uh, I don't know that that's under Parks and Resorts. Is that under Parks and Resorts technically? It's not, but it. This, I mean, this is again stuff that could be announced at D23. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't see a new ship coming in anytime soon. No, definitely. I see them in a, a couple of new shows. Maybe a new. Um, I don't know. Maybe some new insight about maybe a new terminal at Port Canaveral, since Royal Caribbean is going to have a huge one. Yeah, and they're not. Maybe just a new update on just the ports, New York. Maybe they're going to do that more. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, all they right. Did, they did announce this year, right, that they're they're uh, selling out of uh, Texas again, right? Yeah, out of um, oh crap, where is that in Texas? Um, uh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot what it's called too, but yeah. <laughs> Over yeah, there, the it's near Houston. It's it's on the coast. Yeah, it's a big city. I can't remember what the heck it's called. Not Corpus Christi, right? Yeah. Is that yeah. what yeah, um, how about, um, alright, let's get back to the parks. Disneyland. So, two things with Disneyland. I think one is going to be general refurbishment to Disneyland itself. Um, 
DCA is all set. I think it's going to be general refurbishment. I think it's going to be um, uh, over overhaul and um, and and retheming of Tomorrowland to uh, Star Wars. So bumping up the Star Wars presence there, and maybe yeah. Marvel. I mean, maybe we see a, a more Marvel presence, and then that's where they announce it. So those those are the two big, I think, hitters for. Disneyland and, and where that money that they're saying they're reinvesting like what billion billion and a half dollars Disney said they were investing a few weeks ago into Disney into Disneyland so that's kind of the big wild card I, I think um, how much they go in depth in that how much they'll share again that's the only park in the US that they can do anything with Marvel at right so what they do it could be, could be pretty interesting um and then I think when it comes to Walt Disney World, I mean, the the two, ma- in my mind, the two major things is... Can I get my word in Disneyland real quick? Yeah, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, sorry, it's late, I know. <laughs> um, it's 12.14 on the East Coast. Uh, and you know, I, think, I think they're going to marvel definitely, and I wouldn't put it past them to announce that the land they bought is going to be used for Star Wars land. Yeah, I, wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe, maybe it's some kind of movie thing, or I don't know, a, 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 an expansion of Star Wars for sure. They have Star Tours there, we know, you know, but, um, but I think where if they do do that, if they do that, <laughs> where it could be interesting it is when it comes to Florida, because I think it's it's obviously it's Hollywood Studios. It it a is there, is there a reason? Is there a reason? I can't hear you, man. You gotta stay right in front of that mic. No, just keep the mic right in front of you. Okay, yeah, I, all right, I got it, I got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, A, is there a new name to the park? B, how much, How much, if anything, do they tell us about Star Wars or Pixar? And then, um, you know, Pixar editions, we sort of referred, you know, is Cars Land coming? Is it the Toy Story Playland thing? Um, you know, what, what additional stuff will come? What's going away? Is Muppets going away? That's right. been a big rumor, you know, which to me is ludicrous. You have the TV show coming out. I mean, um, and then number two is Epcot. Epcot's in, I think, desperate need of an overhaul, especially Future World. Especially Future World. I think it's kind of a lost island right now um, with a lot of outdated stuff. I love retro and love nostalgia, and to me, it's my favorite park, including Future World as it is right now, but it's kind of sad. And it's, it's getting to a point where it's very mishmash. You have, you know, now you have the Pixar uh, uh, thing at, at Living Seas with Nemo and Friends, which makes it just way more complicated to do anything with Future World. Um, you know what I mean? So it's just very convoluted there. What do you do with the Imagination Pavilion and Figment? And does he go away? Does that show go away in some fashion? Does the cat is EO Theater stay? That's back, unfortunately. So, I, you know, and Universe of Energy with Ellen is is twenty years old. I mean, the stuff is just aging, and it's just. I mean, you haven't had an update to anything in in ten years. You know, I mean, Soren's the last major thing, or maybe Test Track, redo. But, um, so they'll probably talk about the Soren new theater edition, if you know is coming. Maybe they'll announce the new Soren movie. 
uh, digi yeah. digital projections swarming over the horizon, or whatever it's called, that's yeah. supposed to come to Shanghai. Um, they will announce that. Uh, I'm hoping they'll, they'll say, listen, we're investing four and a half, four billion dollars into Florida. The three of that is going to the new Hollywood Studios. A billion of that is going to Epcot. And then whatever else is going to Magic Kingdom or whatever, you know, they need to do. I'm sure he's going to address uh, Avatar, you know, Peter World Land of Avatar at the Animal Kingdom. And there was uh, developments there. I'm sure he'll address Disney Springs. You know, stuff we already know that's in the works. And obviously at, uh, at Epcot, you know, Norway Pavilion and what's going on with the Frozen Ever After attraction. Um, which I think, from all, you know, everything we've heard, they think is going to be the next big thing for them. For Epcot and, and and draw people into that part. I know, and I think without without an, without a rejuvenated future world, Epcot I think could be in trouble in in, in another five ten years. I mean, really, they they can't keep you know pedal along the way they are with that mishmash of of uh, of attractions there that I think are just in desperate need of a lot of them of overhaul. I think they will. I mean, I think. I mean, one of one of the things, not yeah, one of the things I've heard and I'm talking this a few weeks ago was, Muppets leaves Hollywood Studios, and goes into the Imagination Pavilion. Which, to be honest, I love. We talked about this last show. We did, and I I love Figment, and I love the Muppets. I think it maybe could work. I mean, it'd be interesting at least. I, I think you have to. Uh, no. It, it's got no real... Yeah, I know. It, they fit no better fit. in the studio. That's what it is. It's no fit. Yeah, yeah. The only Marvel character that could fit in there is Iron Man. Because of Stark Industries. No, I'm talking Muppets. Oh, I was talking Marvel. Sorry. No, Muppets. You know, Muppets 3D. And oh, Muppets, sorry. Studios, oh, leaving the oh man. That, the, I, leaving the studios and going to the, the, the <sighs> imagination. Plan. I mean, yeah, I mean... Because how can Disney not do anything with that IP? Right, like the Muppets like, should have their own. They had a home in the studios, is the problem. They should and have their just, own. Park. They're kind of like I mean, the. Well, they're kind of like the black bear problem in Florida. You know, these black bears they want to hunt them now because there are so many of them, and it's, I feel it's kind of like the Muppets. Like they just don't. They've been chased <laughs> out of their home, and they're going to just go anywhere they can. They really and are like. They don't want Muppets. They're, they're, they're like the step, shooting them. They're like the ugly stepchildren though of, Di of Disney. I mean, they really are. I mean. I don't know. I don't know. It's sad. It's sad because I think they're phenomenal property. I mean, think about it. Like, how great! And they're doing stuff with them. They're doing this new show on ABC. It comes out in a few weeks. Like, it's phenomenal. And how are they not using them in the parks more? more well, I, think it's a I think. I think what what will be announced is uh, I think most of the money is going to go to Star Wars Land, just because I I think they want that giant Death Star. Yeah, I mean, I think, and that giant Death Star is going to like be close to Epcot Ball, which is going to be weird. But, yeah. anyhow, um, I think that's probably what they're going to, that's, that's what the big spending church going to be DHS. I think Epcot's going to get a little bit, not much. I think, um, yeah, and I, I, think, just, I, think I just think with all that's going on in Shanghai, DHS, I mean, they just, it's a war with Universal. They need to beat Harry Potter. That's that's their main goal. And Avatar. And I think Avatar is going to be awesome when it's done. I just don't think it's going to. Exactly. Be yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not the thing that's gonna that's gonna do it. Though. I mean, you know. All right. Well, we'll we'll keep our eyes on Twitter. 
and we'll see starting tomorrow, uh, the um, 14th, 13th, 14th, whatever date is. Um, all the tweets will start coming through, and we'll see exactly what they do. Yeah, but, keep keep your keep your eyes and ears posted for sure. That's it. We'll have we'll have all the coverage we can. Okay, so uh, moving on to a mailbag, we actually have a mailbag today from one of our fans, Jenna from Rochester, New York. She goes, "What are some adult friendly things to do that aren't at the parks? You know, like at the resorts, besides restaurants and bars." Well, Jenny, you set us up for quite the head racker. There's no doubt about that because other than bars and restaurants where we would frequent, and we're pretty sure getting to know you on, on Twitter, you would frequent, and so would basically every other person that we come in contact with loves the bars and restaurants at Disney. It was kind of a hard question to actually answer, to be honest with you. But since you are kind of in our region, you only probably get down to Disney like as much as we do. We had that kind of going for us. Um, Greg, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that popped in my mind first, you know, taking bars and restaurants out of the equation at the resorts was uh, recreational activities. I mean, at some of the resorts, uh, people forget about, uh, you know, uh, the golf opportunities. Disney has some amazing golf courses. I played at the Magnolia and the Palm uh, courses. They're, they're phenomenal golf courses. I mean, and, uh definitely take advantage of those if, they're, if you're not a golfer and you still just want to have a good time the mini golf courses I've, I've played them both Blizzard uh, Beach or Blizzard Beach they have the winter summer land course you can choose to play either the winter or the summer land that's a lot of fun or the Fantasia Gardens golf uh, mini golf course it's over near uh, the boardwalk near Swan and Dolphin um, that is per, it's pretty I mean it's a nice garden whatever very much um less themed than uh, Winter Summerland. But uh, both a lot of fun, pretty cheap. I mean, I think they're like 12 bucks. Don't quote me on that, but something like that. So, right. a lot of fun, you know. It's outside the resort, but if you're if you're staying in one of the boardwalk resorts in, on Crescent Lake, an easy walk over there, you know, that's what actually my wife and I and my daughter did. We went to boardwalk and walked over to Fantasia Gardens. If um, it's actually not that far walk even further if you're going to uh, Winter Summerland. But I would take either bus or drive or taxi to Winter Summerland from the resort because some of the road there you probably wouldn't want to walk on. Unless you're staying at like Coronado Springs across the street. But. Right. Um, let's see. I think, well, I think, Jenna, you would, you'd like, um, just kind of thinking again more from like, we would probably get down there a good amount of people from up here. But um, you probably would do really well with just getting on the monorail and just going to every resort. Most likely, you'll end up getting a drink at everyone, and the trip will be even funner. But if you're staying away from bars or restaurants, you know, just going into, say, the poly and walking around, seeing what they've done new, taking a look at, like, the bungalows, the beach, um, even watching fireworks on the beach, uh, Going to all like the Grand Floridian, going to the wildlife, going to the I think the wildlife had the best lobby on property by far. I mean, you can just walk through and see you know giraffes and elephants outside. Those kind of things. I really think that those are the fun things to do. Going explore. Um, I even say I know this is gonna sound so friggin' funny, but take a bus somewhere. Who cares? Go see the All Star Resorts. Go see stuff. There's. If you think about it, you go to Walt Disney World and you usually go to your resort, 
you kind of just your resort becomes your home you really don't go to any other resorts because you're so busy with the parks and stuff yeah if you just take a day and just take the monorail buses to just some of the different like the uh, Caribbean Beach Resort or Port Orleans which is beautiful yeah exactly just take get off the bus and walk walk through take a look at it take a look at all the cool stuff that goes uh, take a pontoon boat take one of the boats from Portland's up take one of the boats all around Bay Lake take you know what I mean uh, see the Crescent Lake just take whatever take them all go see downtown Disney without doing anything that's what I'm trying to get at you just roll the dice and you go do stuff that doesn't involve rest of bars it's going to be hard there's no doubt about it I mean there's plenty to do but at our age I mean I'm 31 Greg's 30 Jenna you're 20 something as you <laughs> you said in your posts um you know I'm gonna say you're in your 20s at least I don't know I could be wrong maybe you're <laughs> if you're in your teens forget about it you're never gonna t- <laughs> your teens <laughs> yeah if you're in your 20s which it seems like you are it's gonna be hard not to go to restaurants and bars because Trader Sam's Boathouse. I mean, even like hurricane. Uh, yeah. Even on a hot day, just. I mean, like even like some of the pool bars are like really, really cool. But yeah, but there, there's there is plenty of stuff though. I mean, even like like I love the boardwalk. I think the boardwalk one, yeah. resorts are fun just to walk around. There's there's games you can play. There's shopping over there. It's not phenomenal, but I think it's just a nice area to walk around. Maybe get an ice cream cone or something at the uh, beaches and cream. So that that to me is a good time. Obviously, Disney Springs is always always there, and you know, getting even better by the by the day almost. Um, and like you said, like the resort loop, you know, hotels. I think stop getting on the monorail loop, doing the. I mean, there's basically four with you include Bay Lake Towers. So, you know, doing all those. Um, you know, another fun thing, and I I've, I've yet to do this, but. Um, I wanted to last time we were there. The what is it called? Uh, Tri D Ranch or Circle D Ranch or whatever it is. Yeah. At uh, that's where all the horses are kept over at uh, Fort Wilderness, and it's the horses they use on Main Street in Magic Kingdom to you know draw the trolleys and that kind of stuff. Horse drawn carriages. Cinderella's horse horses, riding. the white horses. Are yeah, there. exactly. They're all over there, and you can actually pet them. You can go in the stables. Um, it's supposedly pretty cool so that's another fun thing it's free to do so um, I mean you can just get in your car and just uh, drive the back road you can just oh, drive by yeah. you know central casting if you want a job there get a job application you know as you're, as you're heading into like Magic Kingdom TTC you'll see like a whole bunch of trailers parked behind some trees that used to be old Disney airport which you used to fly in and out of you know there's so many cool things I mean just going to see their massive power plant if you can get close enough to it like it's pretty cool just, you know what I would say, too, Jenna, it's just, you know, Google Earth Disney World and just kind of, like, see all these cool little spots that appear on there and be like, all right, I want to go see this close up, you know? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is accessible yeah. to, Explore to, the world. to guests. And, I mean, if you're stopped, I think you can just say, hey, you know, tourists, whatever. Uh, I got lost. But, I mean, at most of most of the roads there, and it's pretty easy to navigate, too, once you get going, I think, uh you know, like you said, I think it's fun to kind of just pick, hey, I want to go check out this hotel or whatever. I mean, I think 
driving and having the experience of driving into some of these places is pretty interesting. A lot of them too, you'll, you'll get stopped at the guard shack and show ID. Uh, you can either say, hey, I have an ADR, or you can say, you know, I wanted to grab lunch or whatever it is, or I just wanted to check out the lobby, and they'll let you right in um, to those places. So that's that's uh, that's all the tips I have for that one, Mike, and I think those are those are pretty good ones. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's yeah, a ton, really there's a ton to too. do beyond the parks at the resorts, um, whether you're on, on property. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you meant, Jen, if you meant, you know, what to do, like, outside the resort itself, I mean, we can go on probably for hours. So, oh, yeah. you Orlando, know, I mean, it's yeah. a little bit trickier in the, I mean, it's not trickier, it's just, when you take away restaurant and bars, uh, I'm sure our friend Ed Drunk at Disney would under, would say the same thing, it just gets harder, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You can figure plenty to do out. It's just, you know, walking by Trader Sam's, you kind of just want to walk in. You know, walking by a boathouse, you kind of just want to walk in, yeah. grab a beer. But all right, well, I think that'll do it for the uh, the show. Um, it's been an entertaining one. It's been uh, it certainly has a little technical difficulties here or there. We had at one point thirty three periscopers looking at us. Yep. Yeah, uh, thanks to uh, a couple people. Uh, Jenna, of course, for your, I think her name is at GlassGenJ or whatever it is on Twitter. Um, of course, our buddy Ken Store from the Orlando, wow, it's so late right now, Orlando Tourism Report. All right, you'll see him at Ken Story. He's awesome. He had, the show's awesome. We listen to it every week. Um, so awesome job guys we hope one day we can have him back on and maybe even go on his show who knows there's another oh at the Florida Plunge too that you have an awesome podcast when you're sitting by your pool check him out he uh, checked us out we have a whole bunch of people that checked us out because of him so thank you very much and we hope that we well we are your friend so it's all good. It's late. Sorry. So awesome <laughs> job with the periscope on that. It's probably one of the other than well, we'll say other than us. Haha. Uh-huh. He's he really does have a good periscope show. It's more like when he takes walks and stuff. It's just very random times that he goes on, and um, he it's just a cool guy to listen to talk. So uh, I think that's all that I have. How about you, Greg? That's it for me too. All right. So our next show was supposed to be you know. Uh, slated for August 26th, but I will be coming home from a trip on that date, so most likely we will try for Thursday night, the 27th. Again, we'll try. Most likely, hopefully, we can get that done. Uh, It's looking like Tuesday the 18th. This is kind of the big announcement. I guess we can, should we make it now, or? Sure. Alright. So, we've been in the works. Uh, We were approached from the Behind the Magic people to go on to uh, their show. Sorry about that. I want to make sure I got the right message. Anyhow, um, to go on to their show on the 18th, which is Tuesday. Uh, it is our first time ever being on a show. That so is ours. We, hopefully <laughs> they won't filter us too much. Yeah. Uh, we should be a little more alive than we are now at 12.33 Eastern Time AM. Uh, I think they're planning on doing it at 8 
I don't know if we'll be periscoping. It is their show. Uh, we are just going to be the passengers in the back seat, like two little babies crying to everything they say. Uh, so, <laughs> again, the oh 18th behind the mic will be on our first. And, of course, thanks to all of our followers and fans yeah. on Twitter. And definitely check Very, out check Where out can they show. find us? I was gonna say real quick too. Check out behind the mic too, or magic if uh, behind the magic if you haven't if they haven't uh, they haven't checked their show, their podcast out too. So we uh, we listen to theirs. Pretty good show. So check All right. it. Take us out the rest of the closing show until the very end. What else we got? Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, obviously at Resort Ears, facebookcom Resort Ears. You can uh, shoot us emails if you if you wish. Alright, so we're trying to say it again, so we're having trouble with that mic. We'll figure it out. Resortairs.com. Res- <laughs> you can email us at right. you know how to find us on Twitter. Just put Resort Ears and tell us what you think. <laughs> That's going to do us do it for us for this episode of Resort Ears Radio Show. Let's see if episode 17 actually gets out because I'm not too happy with it. I don't know if Greg is because of all these damn computer issues we both have. Anyways, have a magical night, and until the 18th, get your ears on. This has been a production of Resort Ears Radio.